Hello, Soul viewers. We are back with the Soul Stay at Home series where we check in with some of your favorite artists and make sure that they are still sane. See how they're dealing, see how it is going. Today, we are here with Eric Orr. How are you today, Eric? I'm good. I'm great. Thank you for uh, having me on your show. Uh, I don't know about ba being their favorite artist, but I'll take it for now. <laughs> I'm, sh I'm sure some people who you are a favorite will get to them. Uh, that's why we try to put the content out there so we can reach everybody. And, you know, uh, it would be great if we can connect some new eyeballs with you as well. That'd be great. That'd be great. So let's... How you doing? Uh, How you doing? How you doing with all this going on? Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm shut in with a wonderful, sexy lady that makes it better and easier. So if you're always, not, I that's always nice. That's always nice. <laughs> yes, uh, that which we're we're keeping busy. You know, staying uh, staying on top of projects around here, and you know, just trying not to lay around all day and say, "What are we going to do next?" Cool, very cool. So, Eric, let's uh, l let's talk a little uh, more generally first. Uh, sure, sure. Where are you from? What do you do? Uh, I'm I'm from the Bronx, from the Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, born and raised, and I am an artist. That's what I do. I create artwork for a living. Very lucky to be able to do that as well, I must say. And before we go any further, let me just let me just say uh, a big shout out to the families of Nick Seven O Seven and Streetman Lava One and Two for their passings this past week. So big shout out to them and their families. Condolences and. Uh, Many blessings. Yeah. Actually, I, I got a little tribute to him, too. To my man, Straight Man. There you go. Very Papa cool. Wanted to. Very cool. Yeah. Hopefully, those are the last two uh, uh, community people that we're going to say goodbye to with this silliness. But uh, if it isn't, I know they're going to be represented well. Uh, right. I, I can't wait to see the, the Nick smiling face in a mural in a couple of weeks out on the street. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I heard the uh, warm weather kind of like uh, dissipates this this virus or whatever, but hope we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, yeah. wh when did you get your start? I actually got my start in high school. Um, I went to high school um, with a real good friend of mine from Bronx River. His name was uh, Jazzy J. You guys probably know him as DJ Jazzy J. He's part of the Zulu Nation. He was part of uh, Planet Rock, um, and he did that very famous record, uh, Planet Rock. And um, we were in Alfred E. Smith High School. We we're both carpenters, and um, his class was after my class in the morning. And I used to draw in the margins of my notebook paper while I was doing my, my regular work. And at one time, I believe I left the piece in the, in the room and he saw it and he was like, oh, who did this? And you know, then we became fast friends. But basically that's how I really got started. I got started as an artist through Jazzy J because Jazzy J was the first person that um, commissioned me to create a logo for him. And he actually uses that logo to this day. So that was my very first commission. I don't know how that happened, but I started as a designer. And I know 
folks know me from the street art and have, you know, know me from the graffiti, but I'm not really a graffiti artist and I'm not really a street artist. I'm more of an illustrator, but I have a lot of friends that are graffiti artists and street artists. So that's how I got started. Jazzy J was the one that gave me my very first uh, commission and I created the logo and my, my career started right there. I don't know anyone that uh, identifies as an illustrator that wasn't heavily influenced by comic books. Is that the same with you? That was absolutely the same with me. And we'll get to talking about that as well, because, you know, I don't know if you know, but I created the very first hip hop comic book. But I mean, I mean, graffiti artists, street artists are heavily influenced by comic book and all illustrations, you know. Yeah. So I was very I was heavily influenced by comic books as well. Were you a collector or did you just appreciate the art? I was a collector. I was a collector. And um, yeah, my brother was a collector. My older brother was a collector. Uh, cousins were collectors. I think we all were collectors at that, at that moment. See, um, I'm not sure most folks know. They know me. They see Eric Orr, but they don't know that I go back before the whole movement started. Um, I'm... I'm, I'm I guess I can say, I mean, I was born in 59. So before the whole hip hop movement even started, um, I was familiar with what was, what was going on. Um, my oldest brother was in Vietnam. Um, and he was the one that kind of got us interested in the comic books and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So th my guess would be if you were born 59, uh, you were... 73, 75? No, no, no. I just, I'm, I just made 61 this year. <laughs> no, I yeah. meant the years that you were collecting comics. Mid oh, the years I was collecting comics would have been, yes, yeah, 71. Yeah. The golden era. Yeah. Golden well, age comic books. They, they call that the bronze era, technically. Bronze era. Okay, were yeah. big books. First Wolverine, first Punisher, all those big ones. Yes, yes. All of that stuff, yeah. Who was I your think I have a few of those tucked away somewhere. Good for you. Hang, don't, don't pull them out. They, they'll be fine. Leave them buried for now. I'm not even, I'm not even going to look for them. They're, they're deep in, in, the, in the closet somewhere. Who were some of your favorites back then? Ah, Fantastic Four. I like that guy, the rubber guy that stretched. Mr. Fantastic, sure. Mr. Yeah. And if you look at some of my artwork now, you'll see some of the imagery that kind of came from that, like my robot that has the uh, intertwining and swirls and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I'm looking at it now. That comes from Mr. Fantastic. That's awesome. That, that, yeah, that it, it comes from Mr. Fantastic. It also comes at a, a letter date where, um, uh, um, what was the robot? Um, Inspector Gadget mm -hmm. from um, the mid 70s, uh, late 70s, 80s, that cartoon. Yeah, that, that was my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, so you, you say that you you're around before the scene and around before it all came about. What yeah. what were and I'm not going to take our, our 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 viewers through the history of it, but what would you say was was um, the the more surprising uh, a turn of events if you could go back say 30 years and say you know is is it that the 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 street art community is now mural based when it, when it wasn't even close to that when it came around? Or is it that the graffiti writers are almost as respected in the galleries today 
as they are on the streets? The, well, for me, it was it's um, the, like you say, the whole respect aspect of it. I mean, there were mural painters, Colossal for one, were painting murals on side of buildings for years, long before we started, or we or graffiti artists started painting on the trains. So that, that was a form of street art, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? The colossal murals that were on the advertisements. Yeah, advertisements. I mean, uh, you, could, you could take it all the way back to Coca-Cola. Right, uh, well, yeah. They were the first one to, put, to paint their logos on buildings and stuff like that. So the, the, the turn of events would have been when um, the phenomenon of writing your name on something that moved through the city i.e. Uh, milk trucks, uh, um, the train, the subway system, or maybe the bus system, uh, mail trucks. So the, the idea was to, to, to get your name out so that everyone knew who you were, well, the persona anyway. That was kind of interesting, you know, for me because you know, I was, I lived on 174th Street, West Farms. My first tag would have, um, would have been, what was the name of the school? PS6. And then um, St. Thomas Aquinas. I got my first marker from a buddy of mine. His name was Iron Mike. I went by the name of Page Two, but I never really got famous for that or anything like that. But my first tag was on that door. And it was just, you know, in your neighborhood. But through the folks like Tacky and Cornbread and all those ones, and people wanted to get notoriety because at that age, there's a lot of machismo. You know what I mean? You want to be the, the big person. You want to know, people want to, you want people to know who you are. That's what I thought was kind of interesting. And then when it went, to, 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 the, um, to the, the vehicles that moved around the city and people started to recognize who that person was. That's when things kind of changed, you know, if that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense because, uh, you know, we're, we, we talk to the writers that, that focus on train cars also and, and not city trains, you know, coast to coast trains, freight trains. And right. that's a completely different uh, interest and culture and subculture, but it's for the exact same reason. I want to paint right. in Pennsylvania and have it seen in California. You know, we're not just talking about driving a truck around the city. We're talking coast to coast. So right. I think that's the exact. It's 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 the same same root desire. I mean, that, that I would want my art traveling everywhere. That that is true. And the advent of this internet era, you don't ha you don't even have to go out there and actually paint a train or you don't have to paint a car you can just create something in your house put it on your instagram you got millions of people looking at it now Hopefully. how do you let, let, let's talk about that because you you came up before the internet you didn't just come up before instagram uh, yeah. you know let, <laughs> yeah. let's be real you saw the changes in the yeah. uh, uh you know the, the landscape it was uh back in the day you were hopeful to get into a gallery uh, and you took your walls on the street, but nowadays everyone's their own gallery. So, you know, is it, is it good or bad? Well, it's faster. I mean, 
it's it's a lot faster. You know, you can um, you can be famous quickly, but you can also uh, burn out as just as fast. Uh, at least um, when I was coming up, it was a it was a slow process because then you had you had magazines and mag magazines come out either biweekly or, or once once a month. You know what I mean? And you would get your um, artwork in 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 a, in, a, in a magazine like Source or um, um, International Graffiti Times, which actually, which is really funny. Funny story is that um, when I first saw the International Graffiti Times, I was like, oh, I want to I want to be part of this. How can I be part of it? And um, I send them some images of some work I did with Keith Herring in the subway, and they posted on. I think it was the second second um publishing and uh, and they put my little robot on the on the back side of that and i was really thrilled by, by that you know i was like you know i made it <laughs> basically yeah. that was pretty cool now uh what do you think uh what do you think new york is going to be like when we all come out and rub our eyes and finally get back to you know, are you going to be so you going to be so quick to give your boy a pound or a handshake or a big hug after you see him and well, stuff like that? I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan a big fan of daps anyway, so you know I'll, I'll still be giving out the, the dap as opposed to the bro hug. But that, if that's going to be it's 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 going to change. You know, people are going to change. Everybody's going to be suspect. You know, anybody that coughs, even if it's your a, a, a good friend of yours, if he, if that person coughs, you're going to be like, oh you know, a little timid to go close or whatever. It's, it's, it's going to be different because you can't, you don't know. You don't know who has it. It's, and, and the way the media has, has, has treated this whole thing, the, the virus, I mean, we've had um, influenza in our lives for a long time, you know, and people get it all the time. But the media has this way of creating this hysteria, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to downplay the virus. It's just because maybe because they don't have a vaccine for it right now. But people get the flu all the time. And, and I know for a fact that people die from the flu all the time, years before this. But it's just the media, for some reason, is making this like, and, and be, maybe because it's, like I said, there's no vaccine for it. You know? But it's definitely going to be different when we go back, if we get back, and when we get back. Yeah. I feel I feel the worst for the service industry, bars and restaurants. I'm I'm not sure how they're going to be able to withstand this. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't. I, Trump was yeah. terrible when he spoke about it the other day. He goes, no, 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 no. The, the the bars and restaurants will be back. There'll be new ones. In other words, everybody's going to go out of business, and that's okay. Uh, as a foregone conclusion, which is really rough to consider. Well, well, I hope not, because I have some friends that own some businesses, and you know, and, and that that would be nice. That would not be nice at all. So, yeah. I, I mean, I really, I can't call it. I'm, I'm in, I've, I've been and seen some things in this world. My years on it, uh, this has definitely been much different from what I've seen in the past. You know, um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different, and it's going to be a slow. It's going to be. People are gonna go. They're gonna go out like when they, when they, they uh, um, elect to let people back out into the, you know, to stores and things like that. People are gonna. There's gonna be a big rush, just to see if the virus peaks again. 
And most likely it is because people have been indoors so long. They just want to get out, you know? For me, I'm fortunate. I'm down in a neighborhood where there's not a lot of people. I'm next to a park. They close the park up so people can't go in it. But I'm next to a park. I'm on a campus. I'm on the campus of uh, Point. And it's not many people that come down here. So I'm, I'm sort of isolated myself. And I'm, I'm on a campus and it has a locked door. You can't get into the campus unless I let you in. So, but, so I've been out and, um, you know, I have, like I said, a BG come by and people, you know, they'll stop by. But for those who, who don't have this luxury, this, this small luxury, just have to stay in their house or their apartment, it's tough, man. I know it's tough. Historically, uh, tough times always breed great art. Do you think this is going to be any different? You're right about that. Historically, tough times breed art, but we need interaction in order for the creative energies to flow. And this is a separation of that. So let, let's go back to the beginning of the whole hip-hop and graffiti movement, you had a bunch of kids who played together, who talked to each other on the playground, in their neighborhood, sat on the stoop, had conversation, you know, that one-on-one -on -one or two-on-two, -two, the group effort. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This has everyone separated. It's a little bit different. You know, we need that human interaction. I mean, the, the, what we're doing now is great, but it's not the same when I have my buddy BG here. You know what I mean? Or I have another friend here talking to me. I, so we were trying to figure out what to do during this because it's, it's one thing to keep putting up, <clears throat> putting up uh, stories on the website or writing articles and things like that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, there really was a, a connection that we had at the podcast table while we were recording, while we were getting to know someone. And, and we didn't want to lose that during the, uh, you know, the, the, the stay at home order. So Erica had a great idea to, you know, just to have one-on-one -on -one chats with everybody and, you know, bring, bring the, the, the community a little bit closer just by hearing that, that people are talking about it. Right. It's just, it's, it's, do you, do you feel that like I've seen your podcast when we was, when we, when we did, uh, over the, I believe it was um, over the went over the summer, and they had that festival that came through. You guys were downstairs with us, yep. and I did. That. We chatted at Monica, right? Yeah, Mon okay. So, with with all the artists that sat around the table, you have that energy, the human energy, and it's 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 just different. I mean, like I love this, but it's you need. I don't think anything great comes from one individual. Even if somebody comes up with something great, it's because that person had contact with another person. You know what I mean? Or read someone else's work or created something with someone else. So you're a believer that there are no new thoughts? Um, I'm a believer that there are no new thoughts. Yeah, I am a believer of that. They're just, they, they're rehashed, rethought, and then presented differently. Because... Man, nature has been here long been, since we've been on this planet, and, it, and, it's, and it's doing just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's doing I love just the fine. pictures now of nature rebounding, that the, 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 the water is clear in Venice, and 
the pollution over LA has never been this good, that new flowers are growing that didn't grow there before and things like that. That's, that's wonderful to me. And, and, and you have the volcanoes that erupted, wiped out areas. First thing that come back is green, right? The green comes back first. That's right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're the disease. Humans are the disease. <laughs> well, no, we may not be the disease. We might be the carriers of the disease. Yeah. That's what it is. We're the carriers of the disease. Well, Eric, this was a, this was a fun as hell chat. I, I appreciate your time, and I'm happy yes. to see that you're still doing what you want to do and keeping it up. Yeah, that's, I, I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm able, I'm blessed to be able to do what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing. I mean... Um, I had a project that was about to come out before this whole thing jumped off. So I had to stop that. I'm working with, um, Gary Lickenstein right now, the printer out in Jersey. And, uh, the, the Herring Foundation was, uh, granted me permission to put this print out. And I was right about to put the print out and then they had to shut down order. So, so you guys can, uh, um, hopefully when this is all over, I'll release this print. And uh, yeah, we'd love, to cover it. we'd love to cover it, help you get the word out, all that. Yeah, cool. That'd be that'd be great, man. I would I would love to help. Love awesome. to help. So, Eric, before we let you go, uh, please yeah. let our viewers know where they can find you online. Um, my Instagram is Or Designs. Uh, you can Google Eric Or. I'm the second Eric Or. The first Eric Or is the artist uh, out of California who's a minimalist, but um, I'm the I'm, mine's is under graffiti, so yeah. Or designs on Instagram, or just Google Eric Or, you can find me. And uh, yeah, that's how you can find Eric Or. Not, I'm not, I'm not hard to find. Eric, thank you very much for your time today, brother. No, thank you so much. Appreciate it.